Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes the Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown, and I am flying Han Solo this evening here on Spotify Green Room uh, once again for SB Nation's The Dream Shakes the Dream Take podcast to talk all things Houston Rockets uh, after our game this evening. Against the Boston Celtics, where uh, first half was competitive. The second half, we got our ass kicked. And there's a lot of questions that I have for this Rockets team. Uh, Are we going to hear yelling and screaming tonight? I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about this game. After such a good first half, and then ending the game that the way that we ended it, I mean, we were outscored by 18 points in the third quarter. The Celtics outscored the Rockets at one point, 36 to 13. You know, 
My first question, first of all, if you want to join the show tonight, it's pretty easy. Here on Spotify Green Room, hit the request to speak button, and I will bring you up on stage uh, to talk all things Rockets basketball. Do you want to talk about the rotation? Do you want to talk about uh, the way uh, certain guys look tonight, Uh, whether it's Armani Brooks, whether it's Daniel Tice, whether it's Christian Wood? Uh, Lots of breakdowns. So if you do want to join the show, uh, we are the most interactive podcast in the city of Houston. Hit the request to speak button, come up on stage. Here's the thing, okay? My biggest takeaway from this game overall is what in the world is Silas and staff talking about at halftime? Because it's not just tonight that the Rockets have got obliterated in the third quarter. After keeping it competitive in the first half, what what did they talk about at halftime? You know, like, and that's a very serious question. If you have a uh, an idea of what you think about, you know, what do you think they're talking about at halftime? And you know what? As promised, you want to talk, I bring you up on stage. We do have our first uh, request to speak button uh, from Adam. Adam, thank you for joining the show. What you got tonight? A couple, a couple of thoughts. Uh, hope you're having a good night. Um, you as well, sir. So Eric Gordon, um, there's definitely some pluses, you know, in in terms of having Eric Gordon initiating the offense rather than uh, KPJ or somebody else. But obviously. The drawbacks are, you know, EG is a, is a, he's a shoot for, he's, he's offense for, for himself. He doesn't really set up his teammates. If he's not going well, um, you know, as we saw tonight, you know, once he starts missing, you, know, you get to the middle of the second quarter and really the other, his other teammates haven't really been initiated in the offense. They don't have a, a rhythm and basically, you know, you know, Pretty pretty early on in the third quarter, they just you know they just got demolished there. Jalen Green, I mean, this is probably the most painful kind of assessment that I'm gonna kind of continue to have throughout the season. It's just he plays at one speed, you know. I, I wish he'd play a little bit more like Josh Christopher. Josh Christopher plays with pace; he adjusts um, the way he plays. Jalen Green is 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 kind of one speed, full speed. Um, He's constantly going to the crossover. I wish he would maybe do a little bit of a jab step or kind of, you know, something, you know, play, play a little differently where he's not as predictable to the defense. He doesn't play through, through, uh, through, through contact currently. He's, you know, there's, and it's in the, the problem that, that the pain that I'm going to have with that is just like, those are things that you can't really fix or kind of mitigate until you have kind of significant significant um practice time or kind of off season and it's just i don't know if we're going to see a big improvement from him unless he's just on and his shots just has too high of an arc to be consistent as of now mechanics wise i think a couple things i i don't think i don't think it's fair to compare Jalen green to a guy in josh christopher who's playing seven minutes a game and would i like to see Jalen green play with some pace yeah i mean i would I mean, I get the, I, I get where you're coming from, and I don't disagree with you. But at the same time, it's like the Rockets have done him so wrong. I mean, what are we, 17 games into the regular season? 
The Rockets have done Jalen Green nothing but a disservice since drafting him. They're not giving him what he needs consistently enough. You know, tonight in 17 minutes, DJ Augustine, once again, is this team's best option to run an offense. Eric Gordon, all you're doing by subbing out Kevin Porter Jr. for Eric Gordon is you're giving the Rockets rotation another guard who's not pass first. They are in desperate, desperate need of a guy. And who is it? Edward just put into the chat. And it's he's not wrong, man. Like, Silas has to figure out a rotation. We're 17 games into the season. You can tweak it. But at the same time, you have to look at this and you have to say the numbers do not lie. Daniel Tice right now sucks overall. He's not a net positive for this team. Does he play well defensively? Yes. Does he need to be starting? No. Why is Daniel Tice shooting the ball three more times than Christian Wood, who is your best player? There's no excuses. There's no excuses. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we, we saw we saw Jalen Green and a lot of you know a lot of the first half being being uh, treated like he was PJ Tucker just in the corner waiting waiting for a for a pass and just I mean that he's not going to be he's not going to be successful in that way. Christian Wood has just been it's he's been a big he's been the biggest disappointment for me this year. Just the way that we saw him play early on last year before you know after the after the six game winning streak and got injured. Obviously he you know that that injury must have been kind of you know kind of uh, impacting him but he has just looked like a completely different player just I don't know if I don't know if the con you know, he's content with the contract maybe he's just gonna he's gonna put he's gonna turn it on once he's you know in his contract year but it's just he looks like a completely well, different player um Shingun, he's averaging 16 and 11 I mean what more do you want from the guy I want him to I, I would like more I overall but you can't be disappointed in a dude that's giving you 16 and 11 on a team that's one in what sixteen? I mean, I, lo- I lose track at this point. Uh, yeah, one in sixteen on a fifteen-game losing streak. Uh, any final thoughts, Adam, before we move to the next speaker? Yeah, you're talking about the rotations. You know, I think Shingun went out with his third foul at the eight-minute mark of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. He didn't come back until I think like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. It just you know that didn't make a lot of sense to me. And obviously, the game was out of hand at that point. Um, I think our, in our Armani Brooks looked a little better. I think that was probably a reaction to Garrison Matthews possibly taking a spot, you know, last game and playing well. Um, and so I, I, I uh, kind of, I liked, I like kind of the, kind of the proactiveness from Brooks this game. Sure. Great stuff as always, Adam. I appreciate you. Um, to clarify one thing before we move to our next speaker to dad boy. Oh, uh, I said Daniel Tice sucks for this roster. So there's a difference to me. He doesn't suck. He's not a sucky basketball player. He's a suck. He's a, a net suck for this roster most nights because they're not utilizing him correctly. So you're right on there. Uh, let's go to our next speaker, Ryan. Ryan, welcome to the show. Uh, what you got tonight, my man? Hey Mike, what's up, man? Hey, I am living the dream, dude. I gotta ask you something sort of important. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy covering the Rockets this year? I mean, shit, man. Let's be honest. It's a loaded question. 
It's a loaded question. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, you, you go through stages where it's like, I'm pissed off. Like, and it depends on the day. Like, I feel like a bipolar Rockets fan. Because actually, the last two nights, I have been more okay with this team more so than any other point in the year. Because they're starting to literally go with the young kids. You know, like, they're not even playing house anymore. They're not playing Nawaba. Good. That's a good first step. Now, Silas has to get a feel. And there are fans out there, my dad, right, who has joined the show, you know, from time to time. He calls it the way it is. And he hates Silas. He wants Silas gone. I don't think that's the right play. I don't think getting rid of Silas at this point does anything for anybody. There's no, and I want to address that real quick. For people out there that say get rid of Silas, that that is the total wrong way to look at this, in my opinion. A, go find somebody better that will take this job right now. B, if you fire a guy less than two years into his tenure, one of which one of those seasons was plagued by an international pandemic, which the likes of this world has not seen since 1912. Like what message are you sending to other prospective, you know, coaches? So getting rid of Silas in the middle of the season makes absolutely no sense. Are we on the same page there? 100%. Okay. So we're on the same page at this point. His rotation sucks. His rotation has no identity. His players have no idea what the hell they're doing. And I think some of this is tied into the fact that his coaching staff sucks. His coaching staff sucks. For everybody that wants to laud John Lucas as a great X's and O's guy, what is he doing to help the team? He's a character guy. Why is he taking up a spot on the bench for a game? It doesn't make any sense. You know, also, why isn't Gerald Green helping this team you know, he's not there, but he's still a player's development coach, and so he should be doing something, right? I mean, he just got there. I'm not going to throw Gerald Green under the bus. But what I'm saying is, is we've talked about this from time – a couple times before, but it's interesting to think about in a game like this. Like, are the coaches actually looking at the numbers mid-game? Yeah, true. Okay, and I, I'll give you an example. K.J. Martin got 22 minutes tonight. He needs to be playing 25 minutes plus. Easy on a nightly basis. That is 25 minutes you have to carve out for him every single night. You can see the more minutes that he gets, the better he is. Okay. Uh, Alperin Shengun, he had five fouls tonight. So he was, you know, he was tough, you know, to, to play tonight. But in 21 minutes on the court, he's a net plus nine. That's significant, Ryan. You know what I mean? Like that is significant type of numbers. Why is DJ Augustine only playing 17 minutes? He's the only guy that can run an offense on the court tonight. 17 minutes. He was only a minus two. You Armani Brooks, you know, played his ass off tonight. Yeah, but what about Garrison Matthews? He's been playing well. Where was he at? Love it. He played 19 minutes. No, I, and then to finish it off, you know, 19 minutes for Garrison Matthews. You know, he had a couple buckets or not, he had one bucket, I should say. And Josh Christopher. Like, how much more enjoyable, and I ask this to everybody listening to the show right now, and anybody who's listening to the show tomorrow and beyond, how much more fun would this team be to you, Ryan, uh, if they were to not play Eric Gordon, 
let's say they trade Aaron Gordon for whatever they're going to, tr- you know, trade him for. And his 25 minutes went to a combination of Armani Brooks and Josh Christopher. How much more enjoyable would you find this team to be? If you split his minutes between those two? Yeah. Well, okay, so Armani Brooks and you said Josh Christopher? Yeah, like I'm tired of seeing Eric Gordon. I, I'm tired of it. Yeah, it's just a waste of the, it's a waste of his talent at this point. Uh, you know, like trade him right now. Yeah, him and Wall need to go. Like, him and Wall need to go. House needs to go. Tice needs to go to the bench, and then they need to start Shangun. Start Shangun with Christian Wood because tonight you saw it. Christian Wood, his some of the shots that he takes just baffle me as a basketball fan. Like you're six foot ten, you can get to the hole whenever you want. Why are you settling for threes, dude? You know what it pisses me off is he's, he he shoots. Ryan, we lost you, my man. Audio wise. Ryan, I'm going to send you down just for now, so we can move uh, to the next speaker. But we're going to bring you back as soon as you are able. Let's go to our next caller, Mike. Welcome to the show, my man. How are you? Good. How you doing, man? Oh, you know, Live- I'm just here. Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> what you got? Uh, I, get, I, I, I had a question for you, and I, I think James even brought this up in the sure. chat um, as I was waiting, but I really don't understand why the stars get sat. I really don't understand why the stars get sat in the last fourth quarter. Oh. I mean, the Suns game and the Memphis game and in this game – the starters just sit and they're, as they're getting blown out. I mean, I don't understand why you, if this is a youth movement and we're trying to get minutes for our good players, why wouldn't you have Jalen Green try working on his like pick and roll? Why wouldn't you have any of these other players like work with some of these other players? It's just, it doesn't make sense for me to, for these guys to sit and not get minutes. If that's the whole point of the season. Yeah. It, it's interesting because O just made a comment that, I think is entirely true that they they're they're a bunch of chickens running around with their head cut off is what it is right now. There's no, there's no offensive system. Like when you watch the game, look at a team like Boston, look at any great NBA team this year, offensively, any great NBA offense has a couple things. One, you have guys who can move without the ball Two, you have shooters galore. Well, the Rockets don't move without the ball. Like, they're just standing there. No, they don't. They're stagnant. They, there's, no, there's no slip screens. There's no cutting to the bucket. They're, they're, I only – go ahead. They try, man. Like, I can see it. You can – Jay Sean Tate, I, I wish I could clone Jay Sean Tate for this roster because he does so many things well outside of, you know, shooting the ball. Like, that's it. That's the only part of his game that I, I want mean, him to, to I think, work on. I, I think KJ Martin is is a close, you know, Jay Shantae-esque player, plays the hustle, plays bigger, is so good as a four. I mean, I think if, if anyone should take Tyson's minutes, I know people are saying Shingoon, but Shingoon is so much better when they go small and he is the lead big. When they put two bigs with him, it's tough for him on a spacing uh, sense. And Kenyon Martin is perfect when they when they want to go small. I, I guess I guess the other aspect of this, like for for this team, is just I don't again. I don't understand how you wouldn't you wouldn't give you wouldn't use this team or the this offense uh, to move without the ball. 
I guess in the New York Knicks game, I counted this three different times where they just got flat-footed. The defense just sat in the paint, and all five of their all five of their players were just sitting on the rotation. And in every possession, it ended with a Tice brick three. And so, well, yeah, they just say two. They take stupid shots. Yeah, I mean, this takes more. This team takes more stupid shots than any team I have ever watched, ever. I'm, I'm talking college. I'm talking NBA because the one thing that I think rubs people the wrong way with Silas is his ability to adapt. And I think it takes coaches years to learn how to do that for most mm-hmm. coaches, great coaches. They have a knack for it. You know, like Spolstra yeah. has a knack for it. Uh, I'm trying to think of other young coaches. I hate Steve Kerr. I think he's the biggest, fo- you know, fake phony dude in the league. So I'm not going to name him. Brad, uh, Brad Stevens is a good one. Brad Stevens, you know, but he doesn't have a job right now. A guy like nope. Holzer always had that feel, yeah. you know, just to be able to adapt. Like, I think the Rockets are a lot closer to winning games than people think. Because I mean, today, they were there. Yeah. They, they were there for a half. And, and they had, they had no screwed it up. 14 turnovers, which is a huge improvement for them this game. Um, again, they, they were, they were, they yeah. had a lot of assists, like overall, they just, you know, they just couldn't make their shots, couldn't make open layups. So. I mean, Jason Tatum is a freak, but if, if you watch the game tonight, Jalen green reminds me of a young Jason Tatum. Tatum was the same way when he came out of Duke, he played too fast. Yeah. You know, he had a similar body type to Jalen green. Tatum's a little bit bigger, but Jalen green you know, he's got to work on his jump shot. He's got to work on a lot of things. The one positive I can take away from tonight as it pertains to Jalen Green, again, another night where he got clobbered a couple times going to the bucket. The kid just doesn't, the kid doesn't yeah. make excuses. You know, the kid just gets up, no. plays hard. He wants to figure this thing out. And I give him a lot of he's, credit for that. He's going to be okay. I'm not, I'm not too worried about Jalen. I just want to give him more no. time. I want him to have more of the, like, fourth quarter minutes. Even if he's playing against the second unit, like let him run on him. Like it just doesn't make sense if he just sits on the bench. Yeah, no, cool. it doesn't make sense. I think I think Silas is probably trying to shield him a little bit too much from, from the NBA game. Like, well, they're, they're, they lost fifteen in a row. Like what are you, what are we shielding him well, from? Well, I get it. Well, it's it's a it's a combination of we talked about this at the beginning of the season, right? When he goes up against consistently right he had to see you know Julius Randle the other night he's gonna have to see Vucevic on Wednesday he was going up against uh who was it Robert Williams tonight like these are the he's not used to playing against these types of athletic dudes coming from where he came from last year he's also only 19 years old like that's the part of this that I mean I can sense the frustration in your voice and trust me the the entire fan base is frustrated I'm trying to look at the other side tonight because it's too easy, you know, to just say, you know, screw Silas, he sucks, get rid of him. That's the easy way out. It's yeah. a question of maybe there is a method to the madness, possibly. You don't want to overexpose Shingun this early. I, I get that. I don't agree with it like you do, but I can see why they're not trying to overexpose him from day one. And they're letting him ease into it. He's also literally living in a country that he's never lived in before. He gets over here and they ask him to, hey, you're 19 years old. You can't legally drink, right? But we're going to ask you to be a a first-round pick 
We're going to make you, you know, one of the focal points of this team. You're going to come in from day one and we're going to play you 35 minutes a night. Does that sound like a recipe for success? I I think they can play. I I have no, no problem with them playing him. It's, it's the two big lineup that it doesn't work. And even with Shangoon, it's not, he's not when you're utilizing that best. And so that's, that's that's my thing. If he gets 25 minutes to 30 minutes a game, I think that's great. Um, but anytime you have two of those bigs in there, they just don't play well together and they just don't have the spacing. Yeah. I think yeah. that's also a lack uh, before we move to our next speaker. I want to get your take on this. I think the the other problem that this team faces is the lack of adaptability with their bigs. Like yeah. when you say play one big, right? I'll give you a perfect example is we're, Daniel Tice is a five. You need yes. him to be – this team desperately needs Daniel Tice to stop shooting the three ball. Be a five, act like a five. Rebound, block shots, stay down low. Christian Wood is a power forward, in my opinion, but he doesn't play like a power forward. And that's, that's I think, the biggest problem. And what is Shingun? Is Shingun a five or is he a four? I, I think Shingun is a five, like a point five. And and um, <clears throat> Christian, exactly. that's like, what Wood is, though. No, but no, I'd say Wood wants to be a stretch four. He wants to like get that. He likes to pull back and he likes to like hit his hit his threes again. It's spot on because Tice tries to play that position, and they both basically get caught in the same spot where the kind of ne- two bigs are next to each other. So the defense is like, okay, yeah, you can. You guys aren't shooting well. We'll right. just give that to you. And so they're kind of like two players. They don't understand their identity. And that's why I'm like, well, it, it, it's no matter if you have Shangoon or Tice or whoever, both none of the players in those positions, whether it's Wood or Tice, understand their role as well or play to their strengths. Exactly. So. Right. And that's the thing is that they can't they can't link it up. No. You know, and it's like most Rockets fans would want them to play Shangoon. I don't think you can play Shangoon and Wood together right now. No. They're they're don't so. they don't Fit they, all three of them. They all play like this weird hybrid center, you know. Where I'm like, guys, you're not that. Like, no. I need one of you to act like a Javel McGee. Javel McGee the other night when we played Phoenix, who destroyed us, knows exactly yeah. who he is. He, I am this. You know, ironically, though, who the Rockets could use is Ryan Hollins. Like Ryan Hollins, <laughs> this when he was a player, he knew exactly what he was. He never yeah. tried to do too much. Just shut the totally. hell up and go down and go below the basket. To Kebe Matumbo, Marcus, God, what I would give for a Marcus Camby on this team, I can't even tell you. <laughs> Circa 2007. Oh God, <laughs> Mike, thanks for joining the show. As always, right. my man. Appreciate you, man. Take care. Thanks, brother. All right, all right. We'll go to Ryan once more. Hopefully, the audio is fixed. Ryan, welcome back to the show. I got a couple minutes before we wrap up the show. What you got? Can you hear me now? Is it good? I can hear you perfectly. Good. Um, so, yeah, uh, I was looking. Um, you know what we could do for, like, Daniel House in our trade? We, were we talking about Cam Reddish? I would say Cam Reddish in about five seconds for Daniel House. Because I, don't, I, don't, I think that would work straight across. I mean, you're going to be lucky to get anything for Daniel House at this point. Uh, I mean, he's just that bad right now. He's he's useless. Now, one interesting thing to note on the show tonight that I think a lot of people will look at 
look at the bench tonight compared to the starters on the plus minus. And this isn't a fair indication across the board because a lot of the bench guys are playing when the game is over in the fourth quarter. But KJ Martin was, I'm going to say this halfway jokingly, was only a minus nine in his 22 minutes. Shangoon was a plus nine in 21 minutes. DJ Augustine was only a minus two. Armani Brooks was a plus eight in 25 minutes on the court. I mean, they're getting closer, Ryan. I mean, they're getting closer to just going total youth, which is what this team needs. Wait, so you were saying you were saying split the minutes between you said Armani Brooks and Augustine, right? No, I was saying Josh Christopher and uh, Armani Brooks. I I think Josh Christopher uh, right now should spend some time in the G League. It wouldn't hurt. Potentially, yeah. I mean, you see what Garuba's doing in the G League, and I like the G League for the sense that you get a guy like an Usman Garuba some run. I would like to see Usman Garuba get some run with this team you know because it's like playing in the g league you're seeing what he's doing in his first game the other night i mean he's scoring what 14 points you know bringing down double digit rebounds is he going to get better because he's playing with that caliber of talent remains to be seen is he going to improve because he's just getting minutes and playing regular basketball probably so it's worth that but i'm a selfish type of fan that i want to see these guys on the big roster right now and if you're Christian Wood, if you're only going to take six shots in a game like this, where, I mean, who's covering you during the game? I mean, Al Horford. You're going to tell me if you're Christian Wood, you can't take Al Horford? Robert Williams. Robert Williams. Okay, whatever. He's an Aggie. You know, he probably can barely understand the playbook. Um, I mean, I say that not jokingly. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fine player. You know, Robert Williams is fine for what he is. He's not a he's not an earth shattering type of guy. Uh, he's a good defensive you know, player. That's for damn sure. He's a good defensive player. He's not a great defensive player. That's the other thing that really pisses me off about this season more than anything is I'm so sick and tired of this team getting beat by absolute scrubs. No one, you know what? At BSW Podcast underscore MB, if you disagree with this statement, Dennis Schroeder is a scrub. He sucks. He's an average NBA player at best. I wouldn't There's go that. about he sucks. Good role. He's he has he is a he fill he makes a you know he he can run our offense, but I wouldn't put him at a starter. Um, I mean, I would take him on this team because he's a legit point guard, but he's not great. You know, you know the fact that I'm I'm sick, I'm sick and tired of the Rockets getting clowned by these teams. Like one time, did you catch what happened in the Detroit game the other night with LeBron? Uh, I, I, yeah, I saw that. Isaiah Stewart and LeBron. Yeah, I did see that. Okay. I would give anything to have a guy like Isaiah Stewart on this team. He's an animal. Anything. Huh? He's an animal. He's a... Well, he's an animal in a good way. Like, let him fight. I mean, LeBron gives him a bullshit elbow in the face. Anybody who says that wasn't dirty is wrong. And Isaiah Stewart said, come on, let's fight. LeBron's the fakest tough guy in the league. I would love, love to have Isaiah Stewart on this team because he's exactly what this team needs. And Tobias makes a great point. The Rockets missed a guy like a KPJ tonight. Like ideal role for this team, rotation in my mind, ideal rotation with the current people that they have. I would start Jalen Green, 
I'd start Tate. I'd start uh, KJ Martin Jr. I'd start Shingoon. And I'd start Wood. Would you and, have taken? Would you have taken uh, instead of uh, who, who was it? I was talking about earlier with the point guard spot. He said it was oh, shit. Who was that? I give it to J- DJ DJ Augustine. Would you? Have, I would have liked if we got uh, Kyle Lowry back in the offseason, dude. That would have been fun to have him. I would have taken him back. Sorry, let me rephrase. Forgot about DJ Augustine. DJ Augustine, Jalen Green, KJ Martin Jr., Jay Sean Tate, and Christian Wood as my starting five. KPJ is my point guard coming off the bench. I wish they would trade Eric Gordon. And then you fill in the bench. Bring in Tice off the bench. You bring in Garrison Matthews off the bench. Armani Brooks. You got Numwaba. I bring back Garuba. I still like I still like if you would just swap KPJ and Jalen Green and have Jalen Green be the be the person bring the ball up the court. Running off. I, I don't hate that. I, yeah, I don't hate that. You know, I mean, but you saw it tonight. Like he just looks awkward, you know, doing it. And that's the thing is that the entire this entire offseason was spent putting together a roster. And Jeremy and I have talked about this before. That he's of the opinion, and I disagree with this, that all they're trying to do right now and throughout the offseason is just collecting talent. They're trying to figure out what players work well who are good players, I guess is the best way to say it. They're not acting like great. They're not a great rotation. They're not a great unit. Like they're the roster just makes no sense in so many different spots. Like look at your forward position. You have uh, Jay Sean Tate, Eric Gordon, Daniel House Jr., David Nawaba, Josh Christopher, and Garrison Matthews. That's six forwards. You don't need six forwards on a team. Eric Gordon's a, a forward. He's a guard forward. I mean, he spends a lot of time. He spends an, an inordinate amount of time guarding bigs on the low block. So, yeah, I think you could classify him as a true shooting guard, but playing forward more than he probably should. So, it, look, I, what is today? Today is November 22nd. It would not shock me if Eric Gordon is moved within the next two weeks from today. Wouldn't uh, shock me at all. That's my next question. Do you do, do we – do we want to uh, just to go ahead and assume that House Wall and uh, uh, Wall uh, House Wall and Gordon are gone trade deadline? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Wall. I mean, we talked about the fact that this team needs a true point guard. You got a forty-one million dollar point guard sitting on your bench doing nothing. So, I mean, the team could use John Wall. This, to me. Well, there, you know. simply, simply put, simply put, Ryan, I, I really don't even know if it's worth it at this point. Like the team is one in 16. If you play John Wall, like winning games at this point does. I mean, I would love to win games. Don't get me wrong. But what benefit would there be at this point of activating John Wall outside of trying to up his trade value, which I don't even think there is a trade value for him. It doesn't even matter if he came back and he scored 45 a night. His problem is his contract. But if he like his contract is untradeable. If he had played, if he had played, you know, uh, if he had played the start of the season to now, he probably would have been traded by now. I see. I don't agree because his play has nothing to do with his ability to get traded. It's his contract. 
You know, like Eric Gordon's contract isn't great either. I mean, there's a rumor floating around that the Rockets would deal him to the Lakers for Kendrick Nunn and Taylor Horton Tucker. I thought I saw the Heat. I would do that. I saw the Heat. Huh? I thought I saw, I thought I saw the Heat, but no, the Heat possibly. But Gordon, Gordon to Ella, to the Lakers actually makes a lot of sense, um, and I would do it for that deal because that deal makes the Rockets better from day one because you're going to get minutes to guys that can grow together. Eric Gordon is not growing with this team outside of this season. He's going to be traded. Hey, I still, so, I still like, I still like the John Wall to Philly for Ben Simmons. I know people don't like it, but I like it. I would do that in five seconds as well. Ryan, I'm going to wrap the show up. Appreciate you as always, my dude. Look, man, later. All right, brother. All right. This is a night guys that I appreciate y'all listening to the show. I want to continue to give all of you Rockets fans out there, Jeremy and myself and Ray, a safe space to come listen to raw Rockets talk. And yes, you know what? I'll be the first one to tell you that a lot of stuff does get regurgitated a lot of the time on this show. Thoughts, ideas, things like John Wall, rotation, Silas, all this different stuff. And it's because it continues to be a problem. It continues to be for me, rotational minutes can be figured out very quickly. If you have an idea of what needs to be done with certain guys and how to develop them. And what I mean by that is the Rockets have not put Jalen Green in a position to succeed in his first 17 games as a Rocket. I mean, it's true. Silas has not been able to adjust at halftime often enough to make this team successful. That's a real problem. You know, because at halftime tonight, the Rockets were down five points to a good Boston team. Looking at the way the first half went, the Rockets needed to be doubling a guy like Jason Tatum more often than not and making somebody else beat them. Even if that is Jalen Brown, that's fine. But they didn't double Jason Tatum at all, and Tatum continued to kill them the rest of the game. Now, Jalen Brown did, did have... 13 points in the third quarter, which is fine, but the Rockets weren't able to keep up offensively. Why are you not calling more timeouts when your team is going, you know, down on a 36 to 13 run? The Rockets called one timeout to stagger that run. Those are the types of things that I want to see this team work on. Now, good news for the Rockets after this four game West, you know, four game road trip, I should say, the Rockets are home for their next seven of eight games. It is imperative that the Rockets get home. Uh, They have a game on Wednesday against Chicago. Uh, After that, they're off for two days. They can enjoy Thanksgiving with their families, get some downtime, regroup, reset, and we'll go from there. Quick shout-out to Jalen Green, who's going to be hosting an event for Thanksgiving um, with uh, some teenagers, I believe, here in the city of Houston. Good look for a guy that's in his first season uh, in the league, uh, creating good habits like that is awesome to see. So props to you, Jalen Green. Uh, next game, like I said, for the Rockets will be Wednesday night inside of Toyota Center against the 12-6 and six Chicago Bulls. Uh, quick things to look at for that game. Continue to make the turnovers uh, a priority, meaning tonight the Rockets only have 14 turnovers. Uh, continue to try and get that down closer to 10, and I think the Rockets are going to be in good shape uh, to win that game. You know, the big three for, for Chicago, you look at DeMar DeRozan, 
You look at Zach Levine, uh, Lonzo Ball's playing well. Um, the scrub that is Alex Caruso. Uh, I will never give him props uh, individually, but he's he's playing he's playing decently right now. So uh, he's a guy to certainly watch for on Wednesday night. Once again, uh, I am Mike Brown uh, recapping tonight's 108-90 loss to the Boston Celtics. Uh, this has been another episode of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. Uh, make sure uh, to follow us. Uh, I should say follow Dream Shake on uh, Twitter at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore and B. You can follow my co-pilots, uh, Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner on Twitter. Make sure to also follow Ray at Raymond Lucas Jr., and make sure to follow uh, the Dream Shake on Facebook at the Dream Shake. We will announce either tomorrow or Wednesday where the post game will be uh, on Wednesday after the Chicago game. That'll wrap up tonight's show. Y'all have a great night. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.